Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome one and all to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we keep going that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As noted, this is the SB Nation NFL Show. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Search for us, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out immensely you can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel I say us behind the glass with us in his precious hands is the incomparable Steven Serta my name is RJ Ochoa and my co-pilot for today's journey is the one and only Jeremy Reisman Jeremy how goes it what are you feeling in your heart uh well according to our pre uh our pre-show chat uh I'm feeling in my heart that I need to go see the new Guardians movie despite my current um I wouldn't say I'm purposely not seeing any Marvel movies, but I just don't have a ton of interest. But the, th- that series has been consistently good. And for a non-superhero fan like myself, I think I could probably enjoy just the music. Like they nailed the, the soundtrack, which I appreciate. The soundtrack's always great for Guardians. Uh, Steven was the one who told us that he has seen it twice. Um, and yeah. he actually said, these were his words, so I don't want to butcher them, that it was the best Marvel movie since Avengers Endgame, which seems to be, a, uh, not that Steven, um, you're, um, you know, cliche, but seems to be a pretty common answer. Um, I will say, Jeremy, the last movie I saw in theaters was actually Avengers Endgame, um, oh. which came out the weekend of the 2019 NFL draft um and it was just you know that was a busy summer for my wife and i the whole world changed in 2020 and then we had a baby and so now we're kind of rent and watch at home people you know what i mean that's that's how i rock um so you're, the killing movie the movie industry. You're, you're killing the movie industry is what you're saying. I'm still paying to rent movies. Uh, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, And sure. I pay for my subscription services. So like that money's going somewhere, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know what the like, uh, you know, divvying up and what goes to the studio and whatnot. But um, are you a movie goer, like a movie theater person? I do enjoy the experience. I would say I probably fall below the the, the national average in, in movie going experiences. I think the last one I probably went and saw was... Uh, gosh, I, I saw the new Avatar over the over the holidays. Well, that, that, that was one, like half that a was, day then. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I, I probably paid my weight in popcorn there. So um, I'd say that was probably worth it. I was pleasantly surprised. I had low expectations going into that game. Um, we're going to get into football. But last thing before we do, um, you said you're not a superhero person. Um, we've talked about a lot of pop culture related things. You're not a succession person. So like, what do you like? Like, <laughs> you, you hate everything. So like, what, no, what do you like I, well, besides the Detroit Lions? I don't hate everything. Uh, dark comedies are my jam. So I am, I am all in on Barry right now, which is one of the more bleak shows 
uh, currently on TV, maybe ever. Um, you know, and, and but I, I like both sides of the con. Like I'm I'm a Ted Lasso guy too. So like, comedy says Ted Lasso around. isn't dark. That'll tug at your emotions. It will. Um, not not like very well, but but uh, yes, I, I, I do saw- appreciate shows that that have that range too that can be that full dramedy uh spectrum i saw a tweet um on sunday night that barry finally started to have or or somebody tweeted something like the breaking bad vibes makes sense in your opinion based on sunday's episode is that accurate uh i would actually say and and maybe this is just nitpicking i would say maybe it's more better call saul than breaking bad Mm, okay that's the same thing. It, so. it is, but but people who've seen both kind of know that there's a little bit of a, a difference in, I don't know, just the theme, I guess. Well, um, Barry comes out on Sunday nights, That's I right. presume, right? Yes. Um, there's a magical um, sort of element to shows like that. Succession comes out on Sunday nights, too. Again, you've poo-pooed it and said that you're above it and everything. We all know what you said. It's, it's, on, it's on record. Um, <laughs> I like, and Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is the only thing I've ever watched ahead of Sunday Night Football. Um, the series finale to Breaking Bad that night, the New England Patriots were in Atlanta playing the Falcons on Sunday Night Football. And I, I chose to watch Breaking Bad live at the risk of spoilers or whatever the case may be. Can you believe that was 10 years ago now? That's this fall? insane. That's insane. I know. Um, so that's the only thing for me. But other than that, like, you know, there is something cool to like, let's be real. The Lions don't play on Sunday night a lot. So you kind of, you know, you know what it's like to kind of sit around, <laughs> sit around literally, Twitter. Literally then, the last team to play Sunday night football. Uh, well, yeah, but they were flexed in, you know, kind of a, a so they earned know, it. I, well, kind of like a silver medal sort of way, like a little blue ribbon. Uh, here's your here's your week 18 Sunday night football game. Lions enjoy. Um, anyway, um, there is something fun when everybody's watching that together. Yeah. I love the things TV like is that. Great. Yeah, like I love. I I will forever remember when um, was it Moonlight that improperly got the Oscar for, or no La La Land improperly right. got the Oscar. Like right. I will I will forever remember that like phenomenon on Twitter yeah. um, or last year's Oscars and you know, the thing that happened. But anyway, uh, we are on the precipice, Jeremy, seemingly of understanding the sequence of water coolers that we will be gathered around every Sunday night and every Sunday afternoon and mid afternoon for that matter, Thursday night, Monday night, uh, I guess Black Friday, uh, maybe some Saturday sprinkled in there as well. Um, There has been some, I would say, I guess, walking back um, as to whether or not the NFL schedule will come out on, on Thursday, like it was previously reported by Adam Schefter. So we'll see if that ultimately winds up being the case. But we did schedule to talk about the schedule today. So yeah. we kind of have to stick to our schedule, which supersedes the NFL schedule. Yeah, we're more important in that case. But yeah, I, I think I think honestly, it feels like the Aaron Rodgers trade is what pushed everything back. Like, are we going to put the Jets eight times in prime time or not? Let's wait and see if this trade actually happens and then it finally happens on, on draft week. And then they're like, okay, now we can start planning. I would offer Lamar to returning to the True. Ravens, kind of a, a, yep. a primetime darling of the NFL. Um, we're each going to offer five games that we're looking forward to. Obviously, we hope to understand when exactly they're happening on uh, on Thursday afternoon, evening-ish. Uh, but before we do, I do have uh, one question as it relates to this, because you brought up you know, the NFL schedule makers, I guess, wondering, should we put the Jets on primetime? And uh, to be fair, I, I think you're saying that that, that thought maybe existed prior to the trade becoming official. But right. my question is even after, because I wonder if the schedule makers learned a big lesson from the Broncos of last year, right? Like they, they loaded up heavy. And I do think like we've seen some bad games, right? Like there, there have been bad primetime games before that Broncos Colts game stuck out <laughs> for, for some reason. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, it stuck out and like really, you know, tugged at the like thread of insecurity of bad football. So do you think that that is at all, or or does the Aaron Rodgers element and the New York market outweigh any potential doubt? 
I, th I think probably the latter there. I, th I think the New York market is probably going to carry them no matter what happens. And I, th I think the Jets showed enough last year to prove that they're not going to necessarily be a Broncos team. The Broncos were a team that needed a full turnaround and, and they were hoping a quarterback would do it on its own. Obviously, they had a good defense, too. But the Jets, I think, showed enough where they were they were close enough where a quarterback could make them a, a very good football team. I still have a lot of questions about them, but I, I think they probably feel pretty safe about putting them in prime time. The other thing to, to consider though now is I believe not every team is going to get a Thursday night game this year. That's, that's one of the rule changes this year is that they can put multiple teams on Thursday night. So maybe that does mean they cover their butts a little bit more with some of these teams that may or may not be good in 2023. I will say that the Cowboys and the lions too, for that matter, actually we're the only two teams have had to play multiple Thursday games before and not really, you know, scoffed at it. Your traditional, Thursday night football broadcast, which has bounced around in terms of carriers, and then on Thanksgiving Day, which isn't right. a nighttime game, but it is still a short rest week. Granted, it's at home, uh, but you and I, Jeremy, we we know the struggle, unlike anybody else. That's right. We we are the sacrificial lambs of of the NFL, and and no one should pity us more than we pity ourselves. Right. Have the Lions ever <laughs> done in the last ten years or so the back to back Thursdays on Thanksgiving? Because no. The Cowboys have done that very frequently. I believe the Lions have only had one Thursday night game ever. So they actually don't. It doesn't happen wow. to them very often. Um, okay. And well, last time it, it did happen, we we don't need to talk about it. It may have involved a Hail Mary. Ah, uh, yes. The original Hail Mary. Nobody had ever done that before Aaron Rodgers did on <clears throat> Thursday night football right. in Detroit. Um, yep. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, we can talk about what broadcast would, would best suit these um these games as we move through we are going to each offer five games that we're really excited about because we do know the matchups we do know who each team is going to play in fact we knew that the moment that the regular season ended which in fact was the last time that we saw the Detroit Lions uh that week 18 Sunday night football game when they ended Aaron Rodgers's Green Bay Packers career uh so kudos to the Detroit Lions of course um I have a Cowboys game I imagine you have a Lions game on your list that you're looking forward to I sure do okay well you can go first let's start with that what Lions game are you most excited about in 2023 RJ, that would be Lions versus Cowboys. <laughs> this is <laughs> Let not me tell you why. Lions in, in recent history, Jeremy. Yeah. You're right. The, the Cowboys have won five straight. But I think people... I think I know where not, you're going here. People may not realize like how iconic some of these games have been, RJ. You and I know for sure. But there was obviously... I mean, the, the five years goes back to one moment in particular that, that Lions fans will never forget, which is Anthony the Hitchens, best... Anthony play. Exactly. Sure. Whatever. Uh, picked up pass interference flag after they announced it to uh, the entire stadium, which I don't believe has happened since. That doesn't really hit you. Picked up flags? Common. Picked up flags after you've already announced the, the penalty? Not very common. But before that, you have the Matthew Stafford fake spike game. You mm -hmm. have the Lions came back 27 to 3 before 28 to 3 became was even a thing. Uh, which was led by uh, an interception by former Cowboys Bobby Carpenter. Bobby Carpenter, a pick six. Do you remember um, the the details around that pick six? The like uh, conspiracy theory? No. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not aware of it. Uh, Bobby Carpenter, uh, formerly of the Ohio State, which I know you love, um, love. Uh, was the first round draft pick of the Cowboys in 2006. That was right. the year that Tony Romo took over as the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. They actually lost um, a week 17 game to the Lions at Texas Stadium. The Cowboys said at the hands of John Kitna. Um, yeah. And so who ironically would become an incredible like figure within Cowboys lore as it related to Dak Prescott. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Bobby Carpenter and Tony Romo became rather good friends. Um, and I believe I might be butchering a slight detail. Bobby Carpenter was a part of the wedding party when Tony Romo got married. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the Cowboys' first time seeing Bobby Carpenter, that 2011 game. Yep. Um, and people legitimately thought, and this only happens if you're the Cowboys. I, I hate to do the like we're bigger and better than everyone, but let's just let's just face facts. Uh, people really thought that that Tony Romo like lobbed him a softball because they got up so big and yeah. and like he was trying to help out his buddy. Uh, that that is something that people still talk about today. <laughs> and then I believe the next possession he threw another pick six. Yeah, that one wasn't uh, to a friend. To no, help him out. no. <laughs> um, but it, point being that like these are two teams that I mean they're NFC powerhouses at this point, and I know me saying the Lions are an NFC powerhouse sounds silly, but hey. Just take it from Peter King, who put the Lions sixth overall in his power rankings this morning. What were the, the Dallas Cowboys? Do you, do you want to tell the people? Uh, no, I'll let you. This is your moment. They were 10th. Mm, interesting how the so, Lions um, didn't make the playoffs and then had the most like counter-efficient draft of all teams with a lot of draft capital um, and had Jared Goff at quarterback still. So interesting. Um, yeah. But I, it was a good matchup last year. The Lions were on the verge of taking the lead early in the fourth quarter of that game, and everything kind of turned on a, a Jamal Williams fumble on the one-yard line. But, um, no, I, I do think this is like – this could be a, a matchup that we we see a lot of in the in the upcoming years and uh, always produces interesting results. I agree with you. Uh, Cowboys-Lions is like a low-key, you know, good series if you're aware. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, the Lions' last playoff win was against the Cowboys in That's 1991. Right. Last uh, and only. <laughs> yeah, so um, – <laughs> um that launched a dynasty for the cowboys so really shout out uh to the lions but um i agree i also a a game i hold fondly in my heart uh was the 2016 season uh the last lions playoff appearance am i wrong there um Uh, 2000 uh, maybe yeah yeah so they met on monday night football the it might have been christmas day that they met um and this was the the Dak Zeke rookie year phenomenon and everything like they, right. the Cowboys could do no wrong offensively you know down the stretch and I don't know if you recall Des Bryant threw a touchdown in that game to Jason oh, Witten um and he threw it left-handed and um he threw <laughs> the first left-handed touchdown pass that anybody had thrown at that point in the NFL since Kellen Moore so who also started off his NFL career with Scott Linehan and the Detroit Lions so this was a cool little cool little launching point but a little trip know, down memory lane uh I mean it's all good memories for me. Like I really, um, I don't know what the good one is for you, except the Bobby Carpenter thing, which only happened because Tony Romo was fired them. So. I mean, I guess I don't really remember the fake spike game for the fake spike. I remember it for Calvin Johnson. Like that's sure. you know, but like what was it like three hundred twenty nine yards or whatever or something. Yeah. Um, that's so a, you the, do like, it. Calling it the fake spike game is like a really you know horrible way to put it. Is my point. So no, I mean, I guess you haven't seen the NFL films mic'd up segment of it. It's fine. But that's not even the coolest, like, Matthew Stafford at the goal line thing that he ever did as a Lion. Like, the thing he did against the Browns when his, like, yeah. arm fell off. Like, that's yeah. much cooler to me. So, I mean, but the Cowboys live in your head rent-free. It's cool. It's understandable. I understand that the Cowboys don't have as many cool mic'd up moments, too. So, you <laughs> you, you, you only think of – you only think a, a quarterback is capable of one cool moment. I understand. Um, anyway, okay. So, are we ready for my first one? Yeah, let's hear it. I am super excited. Um, the one you brought up was really interesting, and I didn't think it would be. So, you know. Goes to show what I know. Uh, But I will say, I really, 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 really am looking forward to the Bengals and Bills facing each other off. And some of that is, I was, I can't remember the last time I had been that pumped from a night football game. And obviously, um, you know, it was was horrible and terrifying. um, And we're all thrilled, I think, as a, as a, you know, universe to see DeMar Hamlin doing so well. Um, so this will kind of feel like, you know, picking up where we left off, especially because they had just started. Um, and I do feel like 
I feel like the Bengals have really passed the Bills. Like the Bills, I'm starting to kind of hate the Bills a little bit. I don't know if that's been obvious. Like I kind of, <laughs> yes. I, I kind of want the Bengals to like just drop them. Like I, I want them to like expose the Bills, and I feel like they were going to do that, and and they did do that in the playoffs in Buffalo of all places. And so I'm kind of antsy for that to happen. I get that, and and I, I have I have a Bills game on my list, and and I I'm going to use that time to to defend the Bills a little bit here. But I'm with you, like. I have the Bengals on one of my lists as, as well because I think they're just kind of a, a fascinating team um, that that is going to hang around for for a really long time. I, I don't think a lot of these – there are some teams in the AFC that made a lot of moves, but I think the teams at the top, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, they didn't do a ton this offseason, but I don't think they necessarily had to because they know they're set up not just for these kind of one-year runs that, that we see from teams sometimes. They are teams that are set up for, for the long term, and, and it obviously starts with your quarterback here, but um, the Bengals also – they, they drive a left tackle too. So it's not like they did nothing. Um, so I, I am, I am interested in, in the Bengals season. I do think the bills are getting an unfair rep, but I'm going to explain why a little bit later. Okay. So that's really all you have to offer. Like nothing like the I, I will say now, give, I'll give you six and a half points right now. Yeah. You'll take it. I'll, yeah. I Listen. All right. You do you want me to get I, bills. Chiefs is on my list. Okay. Let's uh, that natural segue. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill this this take but go ahead let's let's hear it <laughs> you're gonna kill it yeah. here's the thing you pete trashing the bills for the past three three months well, and he's yes, incredibly biased I, i'm at least like an objective person that's trashing the bills, right you know sure well yeah you're you're at least objective i don't know i don't know whatever uh listen this is a team that was 13 and 3 we're acting like they were what i don't know 10 and 7 last year 13 or 14 and 3? Yeah, they, Whatever. They, they were 13 and 3. Oh, 13 and 3. They didn't play the right. right. Okay. Number one team in DVOA. Okay. Second on offense, fourth on defense. And what, it, like, I, I understand they didn't do a lot this offseason, but did they lose that much? They lost Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, mm. I hate to do the, like, simple, like, well, it wasn't enough before, so why is it going to be enough now game? Like, I just feel like they have yeah. to, like, be in constant nirvana for, for them to, like, truly, like, and, and that's where they were two years ago when they lost to the chiefs in the division around and like everyone made them a martyr and, and made them out to be like better than they actually were because of the way that they lost. What? And so like Von Miller will be back. So I guess you could talk about like that, sure. you know, being a boost for them, but like th their defense is like for having a defensive minded coach, like a really good one at that, like their defense is kind of shaky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I don't really trust them. What, what skill player do they have? They like they're playing, you're playing them. The lions are playing the bills. You, okay. We got to guard Stefan Diggs. Who else are you worried about? Like, who are, just, who are you they like? They just drafted the, the best tight end in the class. Do you, are you really that like deathly afraid of Dalton Kincaid? Plus, do you not know more than anybody how well first round tight ends don't work out? Cop Eric Ebron, <laughs> cop TJ Hawkinson. Here's the thing though. You guys have been hating uh, Josh Allen and I'm just not with it. Like, at first, I said nothing. Now, now I'm putting my foot down. Like this, <laughs> this, this is a guy who MVP style of a player, and yes, he struggled down the stretch. But are we just going to ignore the fact that he had an elbow injury? That that made, he didn't made him just by his struggle own down admission? the stretch. He completely blew that Vikings game for them and got zero heat for that. Like he blew it three <laughs> times. He threw an interception in the fourth quarter. He had the fumble on the goal line, and then he lost it on an interception in overtime. Like he, like he is kind of part of the problem there. Breaking news, a quarterback has one bad game. 
I don't think he had one bad game. Like, I, I mean, like, I think he's Come one on. of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I do think he's a volatile player. And like you, like I, he actually reminds me of Tony Romo in that sense to, to go mm. back to that. Like he's either going to carry you with the Nirvana performance or he's going to be the reason you fall. But, and, and I will fully acknowledge that like you have to live and die on that sword. Like there, there's sure. not a better way to go about that. And like, Whoa, what a problem. Like our magnificent quarterback sometimes is human, whatever, but like, right. Like he needs help. Like, like he, he, he really does. So I, on a, in, in one way, I feel badly for Josh Allen. Cause like he, like Gabe Davis is not an appropriate wingman to Stefan Dix. I'm sorry. There's I not agree. enough. Like he had, he had the, what was it? Like four touchdowns in that specific game. And his yeah. whole like hype has built, been built off of that. I, I, I can agree to that. I just think one, you're underestimating their defense Two, I think we're judging the bills by, a small subset of playoff games, right? Like it takes a, like just because you lose in the playoffs doesn't mean you're a bad team. It, it's a, it's a single game elimination. The best team doesn't always win. I think we're sleeping. I think we're sleeping a little too much on the bills. So here's why I actually uh, want to kill this. And like, aside from my bills, like newfound hatred, which I didn't even realize, like I, I kind of hate them. Like, you know, I thought it was just <laughs> like, uh, like I was mad at them thing. So you're not uh, it's, it, it's sort you're of, admitting. well, I was, you know what I mean? But I've, you know, you either live long enough to, you know, die or you either die the hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's where I'm at. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Jeremy, but anyway, that is a super. I love Spider-Man. Movie. Nice. I'm, I'm uh, so I kind of am like, in, in, from an impartial standpoint, I'm really sick of the bills pretending like they're on the chiefs level just because they play them well in the regular season and sometimes win. Like th this is no longer the measuring stick for me for the for the bills like the bills and and this is where pete gets a little bit like chiefs out but pete is completely right here and i think steven will agree i'd actually love to get steven in here to, to get his input on this the bills are obsessed with beating the chiefs like that is truly their super bowl and that's a loser mentality in my mind steven why am i right yeah i, I mean i think that is a real thing and we've seen the chiefs like it doesn't matter if the Chiefs ever beat the Bills in the regular season again because they're pretty much always going to play every year because it's a great AFC matchup. But the Bills have pretty much dominated the Chiefs in those regular season matchups, and Kansas City doesn't really seem to care as long as they don't because they're not trying to show them anything early in the season when they usually play, and they win in the playoffs. So I don't think the Bills roster has gotten leaps and bounds better or anything compared to last season. Sure. And we got to see what they have in Von Miller because their pass rush wasn't very good once Von Miller went down. So kind of with you on the bills right now. Wow. How impartial. Feel, impartial. Totally <laughs> thank impartial. You, thank you so much, Steven. Um, <laughs> you, you're the best. Anyway. Um, okay. I'm kind of done. done like, for that. Here's the thing, Jeremy. And like, yeah. you're on the early part of this ride as a Lions fan and oh, as a Lions boy. supporter and as a Talk Lions fan. No, 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 for <laughs> real. Don't do the thing. And the chiefs did this. Don't yeah. do the thing where you're like a mid small market team and then obtains relevance and then like gets mad when the ride isn't perfect all the time. Like right. two years ago at the, at the beginning of the 21 season, when the chiefs were kind of struggling, it was like, well, why is everyone coming for us? Hey, you want a seat at the big boy table? You got to be prepared. For the arrows to be slung, is it slung or hurled or thrown? What happens? I think you can do all of them. Yeah, right. Anyway, you have to be prepared for that. And I don't think Fire. the Bills are ready for Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think the, the Bills are like, they were the cute, plucky, underdog, like mafia, right. table smashing team forever. Now be an adult. At the yeah. Table. That's my point. I, I think my point is like they're there, like they're they're right alongside mm -hmm. those. Maybe, that's maybe that's not part. like the fan mentality is like they're playing this underdog. We should be getting more respect. But this is a team that has been. A, a fierce competitor for what three four years now like they're they're go it's going to crack at some point they're they're going to figure it out and it might not it might not be a 
we need to add this guy or this guy. It's just a, a growing up thing. It's learning so, how to win. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to. So do you know who they, or do you remember who they beat in their one playoff win this past year? It was was it San Diego? It was San Diego doesn't exist whatever. anymore. <laughs> whatever. Chargers. Uh, no, the Chargers blew that huge. Oh, that was lead. Jacksonville. Uh, that was yeah, it. it was um it was the Dolphins quarterbacked Dolphins. by Skylar Thompson. Sure. We we sit here and bag on the Eagles because they beat Josh Johnson in the NFC title game, but the Bills kind of got a walk in the park in the wild card round. Sure. T- 2021. They lost to the Chiefs, obviously in the divisional round. Oh, the coin flip. Blah, blah, blah. In the wild card round, they beat the Patriots, a really bad, crummy Patriots team with Mac Jones, right? Okay. So those are their two playoff wins. Both of them division rivals, by the way. So like teams they know extraordinarily well. Um, and, two, and vice versa. The other right? team knows them very well. That's fair. In 2020, they had two playoff wins. They lost the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs, big brother. Um, they beat the Ravens in the divisional round. That was, you know, kind of a touch-and-go game, 17-3, to more Baltimore kind of folding than them. And they beat the Colts, you'll recall, in Phillip Rivers' last game with a, a kind of fluky end of that game, whatever, whatever. So, like, I, I think, you know, we're, we're giving them a little bit too much slack at this point. That's, I, I would love to be proven wrong, Bills. Prove me wrong, I'll eat my words. But, um... I'm ready for my next game if you are. All right. Hit me. I, shocker here, love the drama and love the pettiness. And I love to see somebody talk the talk and then, like, have to, like, eat their words. So I kind of am rooting for the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, for myself to have to eat those words. That being said, uh, we talk about how, you know, Cowboys-Lions is kind of this, like, sneaky little thing. The Niners and Eagles, like, hate each other. Like, Mm. I'm here for this. Like, I'm all for – so what was the the Debo thing um, last week? was Debo Samuel came out and said, um, you know, we played the Eagles with 10 dudes. Oh, he said that the Eagles were his least favorite team because, like, they talk all this trash, blah, 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 blah. And I'm a big believer in if you're winning, you want to, you know, write all these checks. If you can cash them, it's your world, man. That's right. that's that's what the territory that comes with winning. And the Eagles had that all the way up until the very end last year. That being said, now Debo Samuel is coming for them. I think he has a, a slightly fair point that it, it had to have been frustrating to lose the NFC Championship game that way with Brock Purdy getting hurt. Brock Purdy, who was already their third quarterback of the season. Yeah. Um, and so the Niners are this, – this game is not just happening, Niners-Eagles, but it is in Philadelphia. So I kind of want to see the Niners go into Philly and have all the Eagles fans, like, hating on them and then just blank them. Like, that would be really cool in my <laughs> mind. It would also be hilarious if they went and got destroyed and then it was this matter of, like, see, dude, like, y'all were talking all this mess and we waxed you anyway. Yeah, the Eagles are an interesting team this year because I feel like – you know, there's there's a whole Super Bowl hangover thing, right? You, these a bunch of Super Bowl losers end up missing the playoffs next year. And I feel like a lot of people, and I know Pete had expressed this before, he feels like the Eagles were a team that made one run and they're they're going to be done. And then I feel like the NFL draft happens and everyone changes that narrative. And it's like, oh, no, the Eagles are still here to to, to belong and, and, and are right there again at the top of the NFC power rankings, if you will. Um, and then the 49ers are also like a, a kind of fascinating team because I feel like it's kind of the opposite there. It's like, we still don't know what this team is doing at quarterback. Um, but it's Kyle Shanahan. It's still, they still got a really good defense. They still have some really interesting offensive weapons. They're, they're probably going to be fine, but are they ever going to be more than fine? Are they ever mm-hmm. like, you want to talk about the bills, not being able to get over the hump. Sure. The 49ers are right there where I know they're getting to NFC title games, but it still feels like they're, they're just like, I don't want to call them pretenders, but it's just like, they still need something to, to, to get right. Like they didn't feel like a team that really belonged to be there the previous year when they, they won on a special teams play in Lambeau to get to the NFC championship right. game. And, and, and then this year, obviously, even with Brock Purdy, everyone was kind of doubting him every part of the way. And we never really got to see if 
he would have won in that NFC title game, but it didn't really look like it was trending in that direction. So I, I feel like this is two teams that are kind of fighting off of narratives that, that they're going to be, there's going to be some regression this year. And, uh, and I kind of feel the opposite. I, I'm starting to feel the opposite about the Eagles. 49ers still to me have a lot of questions answered. I would offer to, aside from the injury in the title game, there was the Devonte Smith or whatever it was like 40 yard catch, like yeah. early in that game when he just like ran and like, that is a skill, like understanding like, Hey, let's hurry up. Let's move right. on. But like, if you're a Niners fan, I understand your bitterness about the whole situation. I'm with you. I think the Eagles wrote a lot of checks last year. That's my point. And they, they came so impressive. I said this like in the lead up, like had they won the Super Bowl, it would have been the most like Madden year of all time. Like all your players led everything. You know what I mean? Like you had all the, like all pros and Pro Bowls. Like it was, it was like you were playing it on rookie mode and they didn't, you know what I mean? So like it will get forgotten, like ultimately in the like, um, you know, history books, so to speak. But so they have the, the history with the Niners coming to town. They will visit the Chiefs. I almost went with that game. I hate to ruin all these if you're going this direction. Sorry. Um, and so I'm super excited to see like if I would, and again, in like a drama, you know, pettiness, fun, anarchy, chaos way, I would love if Patrick Mahomes didn't get sacked a single time. Because, like, the whole – it was, like, oh, well, the field, and, like, we were slipping, and, like, on, in, on another field, like, the pass rush would have neutralized them. Like, that will be an interesting kind of, like, Rorschachshire test to me. Also, um, this is a, a lower ranking on my totem pole, but the New England Patriots, uh, the NFC East and AFC East play each other, and the Patriots will, I believe, be in Philly. So Juju, who had the, the joke um, about James Bradbury – um, mm-hmm. and the holding, I think it was on Valentine's day. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very anxious to see that. Like, again, similarly, it'd be hilarious if he had like 200 yards or something like that. So, yeah. um, I'm interested in all these narratives. I, and see, I was looking for a lot of those narratives. Like, you know, I was looking for, you know, is, is Aaron Rodgers playing the, the Packers is, is, is Sean Payton playing the saints? I couldn't find a lot of those connections. So, uh, I'm glad that you, you kind of went a little deeper into like Twitter beefs, um, right? which is totally worth it. Like that, those are fun storylines as well. Um, but yeah, I did have Eagles Chiefs. We don't need to talk about it much. It's the Super Bowl rematch. It's it's an easy one. It's it's we we can finally put to bed like the holding, Patrick Mahomes' injury, field conditions, all that stuff. Let, like let's 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 throw this out week one. Let's just let's get it out of the way you, too. You want right? it? You like because I feel I, differently. Like you, so yeah. you're saying, as an NFL fan, you want to see the Eagles have to watch the Chiefs raise their banner, yes. a la the Panthers when they visited Denver 100%. in the 2016 opener. Yes, kind of. Okay, sell me. I'm with it, you, but but well, it, land the plane. It, it it's absolutely drama. It's it. I mean, you're gonna get both teams extremely fired up in 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 pregame warmups. And, you know, I, I I could definitely see those teams like jawing at each other through the the tunnel. And and to me, honestly, like I forget by October November what the last Super Bowl was. Like I don't even <laughs> care anymore. Like there are so many more new narratives and fun things. Like hit this while the iron is hot. While this just go back to back make it a two game series. I don't care. Like to me, you always want to try to fit last year's Super Bowl narrative as early as possible in the season because like I said, like we're we're talking about a whole new season by October and, and putting January way in the past. I like the pettiness involved. Um I th- and like like I said, I like winner or history is written by the winners. And I'm a, I'm a big believer. That's why I I gave the Eagles their credit last year. Like if you're winning, Talk whatever you want, man. Like, yeah. it's your world. And, like, you should remind everyone that you, you've won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, you should rub it in people's faces every opportunity that you get. Because I know that's what I would do. You know what I mean? Like, and I would enjoy all of it. And so, like, yeah, I think it'd be, it would be, like, an amazing moment if you're a Chiefs fan at Arrowhead 
and if you think about it, and obviously, you know, this was a, a small thing, but the last time the Chiefs raised a banner was the opening game of the 2020 season. There were no fans, obviously, like, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So, like, give the Chiefs fans, like, their due. Give them their moment to raise it over the team they beat. Uh, give Andy Reid that moment over the Eagles. I think that would be really yeah. cool. Um, I mean, I'm here for it. In every, and I would, like, I know the Chiefs wear their red jerseys at home, but wear the white ones. You know what I mean? Like, like completely, totally recreate the yeah. event. Put everyone in the same costumes. Like, that's what I'm about. From a narrative standpoint, um, so I would Bring love this. Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Like, and I think like if you lose, like it sucks. But like you lost a few weeks ago. Uh, my Astros are not doing too well right now. I'm a little bit down on that. But a few weeks or last week, the Philadelphia Phillies visited Houston for a series, and obviously the Astros beat the Phillies in the World Series last year. And Nick Castellanos was complaining about how Orbit, the Astros mascot, I don't know if you saw this, Jeremy, Orbit was walking around with like a, a mascot sized ring and like kind of rubbing it in the, the like players' faces. And he was like complaining about this. It's like, dude, they beat you in the World Series. <laughs> like, it, like they have that Earned, right. Like, that's the every right to do that. Exactly. So, um, I, I really. I, I'm a big believer that, like, we're so football starved by week one that I don't need the filet mignon. But you know what, Jeremy? I'm here for it. Like, yes. let's do it. Like, I would have been satisfied with chicken tenders, french fries, and what's your condiment of choice? Honey mustard. Over ranch? Yes. Or buffalo. I, I'm not a big okay, ranch. Okay, we're way too deep in the weeds now. Um, honey mustard <laughs> I can rock with, but honey mustard is, or, I'm sorry, buffalo is too much. But, yeah, mm. I was down for that. But, no, we're here at the finest steakhouse in town. Let's do a filet mignon. Good call. Absolutely. Um, okay. Do you, do you want to give me your Dallas one get that one out of the way? Or are you saving that for last? Um, so, my Dallas one is really obvious. I don't know if, if that um, makes sense to you. Um, we've done a lot of, um, like, common games, I guess. Um, like, yeah. uh, out inter or intra-conference. Inter, intra. I guess you just did Chiefs Eagles. Um, so you know, that was the first one. Um, but I think that was the first one that we had that was opposing conferences. I don't know which one is inter and intra, but anyway, um, the Cowboys host the Jets this year, and Mm -hmm. it is the so it's Mike McCarthy versus Aaron Rodgers. I, I hope for the Cowboys in this particular game again, assuming NFC standings, you know, are favorable for you. Um, that being said. Dallas had a 14-point lead at Lambeau Field last year and Mike McCarthy's homecoming. And I wanted it so bad, Jeremy. I wanted it so bad. And they blew it. And Aaron Rodgers completed 14 passes and then walked around all smug. Like, he did something special. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers mounted the 14-point comeback. Whatever. This is their first meeting against one another at AT AT&T Stadium, the building where they won the Super Bowl together at the time, Cowboys Stadium. Um, Cowboys-Jets, also kind of a, a sneaky good series uh the cowboys lost to the winless jets in 2019 that was sam Darnold's first game back from um uh, what was it mono and so they they lost and then afterwards jamal adams did the like super low-hanging fruit thing and looked into the camera and said how about them cowboys like you don't have to do this anymore people like when you beat the cowboys like you don't like everyone has done it like like get original That's my point. anyway um <laughs> cowboys um last time they played the jets was on prime time uh, it was at AT&T Stadium. It was on Saturday Night Football. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the Jets quarterback. This was 2015. And Kellen Moore came into the game for Matt Castle. That was the year Tony Romo was hurt. Um, and the two teams opened against one another on Sunday Night Football in 2011, in week one. So, yeah, Cowboys-Jets. A lot of people want it to be on Thanksgiving. Um, my contention is if you're the NFL, why, like Cowboys, whoever. 
is going right. to be the most watched game of the year on Thanksgiving. Like you don't need to burn this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, Cowboys Jets, AT&T Stadium. I want this bad. I want this mantle, Jeremy. I want it so bad. The Cowboys. I don't know if you know this. They've never defeated Aaron Rodgers in their home build. Mm. That's interesting. Um, can't relate. Um, <laughs> but I like to me. This might be like a bottom five game. I want nothing to do with wow. this game. I definitely don't have any Jets game on my list. Um, actually, that's the only one that's, to, to I, I point, do have one. like, it's, it's really nothing to do with the jets. It's just the Aaron Rodgers thing for me. Like I'm not yeah. interested in the jets narratives at all. I'm with you on that. Well, to me, it's, it's double headed that way. It's, I have no interest in like Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFC, out of the NFC North. I don't have to think about him again. Of course, he's going to show up a million times on ESPN and every single, we'll, we'll probably talk about him a million times here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like the Cowboys. I certainly don't like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, I do have a Jets game on here, but it's only for one line. I have a one-liner for it. That's it. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like this is a very personal game for, for you, and I respect that. Um, I certainly have my own grudges to hold in this. That, that's, what the NF, that's what NFL fandom is really all about. It's holding grudges and, and, and eventually either winning those over or just getting defeated again and, and hurting for years and years to come. Assuming there's not a seismic impact on the lines, right? Like like a Cowboys win knocks Detroit out of the playoffs or something like that. Like sure. who are you rooting for? Like like as ma- making yourself as impartial as you can. Like do you do you want to see Aaron Rodgers lose? Like do, do you want to see the Aaron Rodgers Jets fail? Like based on your own yes. hatred for him? Like I so, think I do. so you're rooting for the Cowboys. <laughs> no, that's not wow. that's not the same thing. Those things are are not. Those things can be mutually exclusive. <laughs> Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Um, okay. Well, I'm ready for your fourth one. However, I do want to ask you a quick question. Um, this was, uh, floating around on Twitter on Sunday on my timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. so Micah Parsons was at the Sixer Celtics game. I don't know if you saw this Mm -hmm. And Micah Parsons, who's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and was wearing a Sixers Jersey. So there was all this, like, how dare he wear a Sixers Jersey, a Philly Jersey, whatever 
I feel like this is a pretty non-story. Like, like I, yeah. I, I don't, I can't imagine how people they're like worked up about this. There, to me, right. there's no Cowboys fan who's like, how dare he? There's a lot of people who are not Cowboys fans that are like, oh, he clearly is all about Philadelphia. If, if they were playing the Mavericks, like that would make sense. Like, okay, you could get a little upset about that. It's still a little petty to get upset about that. But like, here's the thing about the NBA. I feel like you're more than so than any other league. You're more fans of individual players than you are teams. And, and if he grew up there, then, then allow that to be his team. Like he doesn't have to swear allegiance to, to your team just because he plays for your football team. That's, that's silly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a non-story, but we're in the off season. So why not? We, we each have two more. Um, yes. so hit us. You got this. I believe. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little off, off the, the, the beaten path here and I'm going to go Raven Steelers. And part of that it, was my next one. Holy was God. it really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's tag team this one because to me, like AFC North games hit different. Like they have had some of the best rivalries in the modern age. And you got, you got the Ravens team who suddenly went from being a team that we were all going to forget about in 2023 to being saved by Odell Beckham, who not only brings Lamar Jackson back with him, but they also get Zay Jones in, in the, uh, in Zay the draft. Flowers. So Zay flowers, sorry. No. Zay flowers in the, in the draft. So now that Ravens offense, like back to, okay, like this is a serious team, a serious contender that, that could contend with all these teams we've been talking about ad nauseum in the NFC or in the AFC with, with the bills, the, 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 the chiefs, the, the Bengals, all those teams. Like now the, the Ravens are part of that conversation and see, the Steelers just will never go away. And Kenny Pickett was one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the last month or two of the season. And they, I, I wish they would have gotten him more weapons. I still think they're probably a year or two away from being like back to where they were like their, their biggest off season weapon addition was Allen Robinson. So I'm like, uh, okay, maybe some work to do there, but again, they, they get a left tackle in the draft. So they're, they're protecting their investment. I just, I miss the days of, of Raven Steelers being huge and you throw the Bengals in the mix too. I, th I think that division might have some of the most entertaining games really of, of any conference or any division in, in, in the NFL in 2023. So I really respect the Bengals. Let me be very clear. So this isn't, at all intended as a slide to them um the browns just exist at this point but so you said that a north games hit different there are the occasional steelers Bengals game that is is kind of intense there was the vontaze perfect game that's really the kind yep. of only one that jumps to my mind um right. it's really not afc north games to me it's really steelers ravens games like the, like you know what i'm saying like they're kind of carrying sure. the division rival or like yeah. rivalries as a whole um now i'm going to specify i'm looking forward to the game in pittsburgh um i don't hate the steelers the way like some old school cowboys fans do the cowboys lost i, don't, I really don't know if you know this two super bowls of the steelers in the 70s so a lot of like yeah. older cowboys fans really hate them um i love their tiffany brand I've, I've been to a game there when the cowboys visited in 2016 the vibe is incredible. Like, I just love everything about it. And so, plus, I love their fans. Like, I love how into it they are. And I respect Mike Tomlin, the fact that they finished above 500 again. Like, it does feel like they're kind of lurking. We both had them as this team, like, kind of hiding in plain sight, kind of reloading, kind of letting everybody fall in love with the Bengals, rightfully so. Now the Ravens are kind of having their moment in the sun. I really want to see, like, the, the rubber match. between. Like, it feels like we've been robbed for the last few years. Like, the last one I really think about was that Antonio Brown goal line score like like those games yeah. are like riveting i mean it, it is actual theater so i'm ready for the ravens in pittsburgh bring it back i want all three of these teams kind of the Bengals in the playoffs this was an excellent choice by you thank you yeah I, I... plus like i don't really root for like rivalries between coaches like once upon a time i did enjoy the pete carroll 
you know, Jim Harbaugh stuff. Like that was kind of fun, but like sure. Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh are, and like, there's no bad blood. You know what I mean? There's no beef. There's just like yeah. two really good coaches who like, yeah. you know, go the distance with one another. Yeah. I didn't, you think about it and, and maybe you had that with Belichick, Belichick and Dungy for a while, but it, it feels like there yeah. has been a, a, a really significant, and I don't know if it's just, there hasn't been a lot of good coaches that have lasted a long time. It, it does kind of feel like that, but the Steelers have their coaches forever. Ravens have had Harbaugh forever. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm with you. I think I mean, we both, we both nailed this. Yeah. So Tomlin <laughs> took over in 2007 and I think Harbaugh took over in 2008 and there you go. Yeah. it's just been boom, boom, but it's some, somebody's turn, the other's turn. And like, I love how they've been kind of carbon copies of one another, you know, like with their explosiveness and defensive prowess and like defensive stars. Like, so I'm kind yeah. of ready for like a new era, like a new generation of Raven Steelers. Wow. I got fired up wow. about this one. Good job. Um, what, what do you want the uniforms to look like? I guess since we're kind of doubling up on this game, I'm going to paint you the whole picture. I want okay. it in Pittsburgh. I want it to yep. start at 3 o'clock. I want the Cowboys to be have played on Thursday night or Monday night so I can devote all my attention to this game. Sure. Um, yeah. I want this team in their, their black tops and yellow bottoms, mm. obviously. And I want the Ravens in black pants and white jerseys. Miss me with the purple stuff. Like, not for this game. This game has to be a classic. I think uh, I'm going all black for Ravens. I'm usually not a color rush guy. All black for this one. White tops for the Steelers. Got to have the yellow pants. So yellow pants are like a. Do do they even have a uniform that's not yellow pants? If they do, they, they have. Um, their color rush is the all black stuff. You know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. like the with the yellow numbers, and it's like yeah. like kind of like a neon yellow. Um, I don't like so, that. wow. Um, okay, this is really good. Okay, so we doubled up on this one. So do you? Yeah. So we each have one left now, and then Stephen will offer one to get us to an even ten, presuming that you and I don't have the same one. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first here for the last one? What do you want to do? Once you go, I do have two left because I knew there might be an overlap. But again, one of them, one of them is just the Jets, and I just wanted to say one line. So we can. <laughs> so um, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever told you this, that I've ever been this vulnerable with you, Jeremy. Uh, oh, but wow. so my cousin, whose name is also Jeremy, by the way, uh, wow. he and I for like ten, <laughs> for like ten years, <laughs> uh, we have every year shared a Madden franchise together, and we each mm -hmm. control a team, one of the NFC, one of the AFC. We have certain rules; nobody can be the Cowboys. We each get like a Cowboys star, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, we play it all throughout the season, et cetera, et cetera. So, do you know who my team is for this most recent Madden? My cousin is the Vikings, so I'm I'm an AFC team. I'm I'm guessing it's a team you're about to say you're looking forward to seeing in this 2023 season. Who do you think it is? <laughs> uh, it's certainly not going to be the Bills. It is I'm the Bills. Go... That's the team what? that I've been. I, I'm telling you, I'm a big Bills fan, but like they've disappointed me, and I I can't <laughs> like I can't let my fandom trump my like analysis and level of logic. But I I've already you know talked to Jeremy, and I've declared the team that I want to be for the next match. That's where I came at this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. so we kind of, after the draft, it's like, you know, looking at, I want to be this team. My cousin, Jeremy, he's going to be the Ravens. He's really excited about this. Hmm. I'm going to be the Seattle Seahawks. All right. I'm in love with the Seahawks. Absolutely. Head over heels in love. I love three of their away games very much. They visit the Ravens. So Jeremy and I are going to have, you know, it's going to be a tough time, you know, within the family uh, when we play each other. Seahawks visit the Bengals, which isn't like a great rivalry, but two great teams. Seahawks visit the Lions, which I'm really, really, really excited about. But a lot of that depends on the Lions actually like living up to the hype. So I'm oh boy. Not, not willing to bet on that. Oh uh, so I'm going to pick the Seahawks in San Francisco. 
the Rams don't exist to me, whatever. Go down, prove yourself, announce yourself. They hung in that game, obviously, in the wild card round last year. I really believe the Seahawks have the potential to win the NFC West if they can go to San Francisco and revive the 12s. I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I like the Seahawks a lot. And I've, I've said, I said last week, I really like their draft. Uh, they were a, a, a decent team last year, probably not as probably not a playoff team, even though they made the playoffs. Um, but yeah, that, I, I think the, the league in general is better when that NFC West is, is competitive. And I do expect it to be competitive again this year. And um, with those two teams, the 49ers, we, we already talked a lot about <clears throat> the Seahawks are a team that they, they almost feel like the Steelers of, of the NFC, where it's just like, they're never going to quite go away um, because they are just one of these steady franchises that even when they're, you know, quote unquote, rebuilding, they're, they're doing a good job. They're doing it the right way. They're doing it smartly through the draft. And and so, yeah, I think the Seahawks are, are going to be a fun, dangerous team next year. And, you know, since everyone's on the Lions bandwagon, I think maybe, I think maybe it is, maybe the Seahawks are flying a little bit under the radar. And, and I do think they could be a dangerous team this year. They have the best modern uniform in the NFL. Like uh, outside of the classics, like I just love, I didn't used to like the grays, but I kind of like the grays. I like the gray tops with the Navy pants. I'm I'm into that. Um, Wow. This is all very hard for me to admit to RJ because they technically knocked the Lions out of the playoffs and they took the Lions obvious first round pick with the fifth overall pick when the Lions were picking six. So Mm. for me to admit that that the Seahawks are a good, interesting team, uh, I think speaks to the, the legitimacy of that because I hate them right now. I think the Seahawks feel okay because they lost a Super Bowl in your building, as we've discussed many times. So, true. yeah. Um, okay, give us your last one, and then Stephen will take us home. I'm just going to do the joke one because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the other one was Jaguars, Bengals. I don't think we talked about the Jaguars enough. Another team that's kind sure. of like, forget it. Who cares? Uh, Dolphins, Seahawks South. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Dolphins, Jets, Tuanon versus Q Aaron. I mean, okay, like. <laughs> The Miami Grand Prix was in Miami, obviously, and <laughs> yeah. around their stadium this past weekend. Like that's the most interesting thing that's happened with the Dolphins to me. Like I'm, I'm. Are you not buying them at all? Like as as a team <sighs> that like a healthy Tua, they're right back in that conversation. I mean, I don't know. I would love it. <laughs> I I would be interested, but like I'm just kind of like it's all like kind of eh, yeah, like it's just. <laughs> I'm, that whole AFC East is really hard to figure out, though, right? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I just don't – like, I'm interested. I just don't want any yeah. stock. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll totally sit back and watch. I just don't want to have any, like, investments in it myself. Okay. I can understand. There, there's not a likable team in there to you. Yeah, is like, nobody really stands out. Plus, like, Dolphins, Jets. Also, uh, is this in Miami? Is this the one you're picking? Because isn't that like – oh, no, the Patriots are the team that has the bugaboo in Miami. But, like, yeah. I mean – I don't know. Like, and, and like, I kind of get like sick of the like South beach stuff. Like it's just so overwhelming. Like I, I just, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, I, like the dolphins to me are such like a, like we talk about like Raven Steelers and like when it's like mid November and that game happens, like it fits, it fits like the weather, right? Like, right. like it's mid November and you're like, it's like 40 degrees outside for you. You got like some chili on the stove maybe. And then like, you know, CBS goes down to Miami where it's like 68 degrees. Like that doesn't like feel right. You know what I mean? Like it's just whatever to me. So. Yeah. I do kind of hate that. Like, the early season games in, in September and October is just like, well, everyone better hi- like hydration becomes a big story when you play the Miami Dolphins right. in Miami because you have to sit in the sun because only the away side is in the sun all game. And I remember the Lions went down there and they had they literally like set up a crew of people like holding barriers over their heads so that they aren't getting like no one wants to talk about humidity and, and hydration. That's what I'm saying. Like line. I just it's. <laughs> we're fine. We're, like I, I would have been, you know, whatever. It's fine. Maybe the Miami game at 
you know, MetLife. I'm a little bit more into, but um, also like I need the Dolphins to go back to their old school logo. That happens. Yeah, I can start taking you a little bit more seriously. You know what I mean? Like this, this modern one is just it's not doing it for me. Bring out Ray Um, Finkel for halftime. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, Stephen, could you please uh, come in and give us a nice even Stephen 10? Um, even Stephen, the adjective, not a play on your name. Um, so an even Stephen 10. <laughs> and then who won MF double MVP and why, please? Um, I thought about picking Chargers Dolphins, uh, but I decided to go a different direction because I think you guys will be surprised. And I'm actually really looking forward to this game. So I picked Chiefs versus Bears. It is the Germany game for the Kansas Supposedly. City Chiefs. Yeah. In all likelihood, it's probably going to be the Germany game. But I just think the Bears got a lot better this offseason. And I'm a Justin Fields believer. And I think that he's a really exciting player. I think that he still has a lot of steps that he can take as a passer and and i think the bears are just gonna be uh, a lot more entertaining than we're really giving them credit for right now so i'm actually really excited about that football game they're the sleepers in the nfc north i've been saying this all off season (laughs) they they had a really good off season i will say a lot of talent good draft like i like what the bears are doing right now i will say they were you know you're good for at least one or two really awesome justin fields highlights every game and that was even true last year um even when they, you know, they did lose 10 games to, to finish the, the season. Uh, they have a long way to go, especially defensively. And I s- still think they have a long way to go there. But I mean, Germany high, potentially a really, really high scoring game between the Chiefs and the Bears. I, I can dig that. Um, this is a good game, Steven. I'm with you. I've been with you from day one on the Justin Fields thing. Um, so congratulations to us. Um, very excited to see um, all the Germany stuff. Um, very excited to hopefully see the schedule as a whole on Thursday. Like I said, we all have our fingers crossed. So um, who cares about the schedule, though, Stephen? The time has come. MF double MVP. Who won it? And more specifically, why? I think I'm going to go with Jeremy today. Uh... My cousin or Reisman? <laughs> um, <laughs> only because I, I'm with him on the Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl like rematch. Like, Let's just get it out of the way. That's, yeah. Let's kick it off in style. That was an incredible Super Bowl matchup. Let's just do it that way and get it out of the way because it's going to be a completely different conversation by the time, you know, next January, February hits. So let's just get it out of the way so we don't have to build up to that for like 10 weeks during the season. Just to be clear, I agreed with that point and added some input and analysis myself. It wasn't <laughs> exclusively Jeremy's point. Um, and I actually <laughs> said Eagles Chiefs first. And then he said, oh, you said the game that I was going to say. So, um it feels like I ghost wrote your your MFWP. Right. Well, we can split it today. Both of you get. A, a whoa, 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 whoa! I don't. That's. Is this ever been done, RJ? Um, I really don't know. Um, but um, Jeremy, it's time for your acceptance speech. I, I said that begrudgingly. <laughs> so go ahead, get what you want to say out, and let's get out of here. Uh, I, I think I just want to say, like, listen, the the NFL schedule release. I I think every year people have this negative reaction to the NFL schedule release, say like, it's not even a big deal. We already know the opponents, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to understand it's not necessarily for you. Like it's for a lot of the road te- road fans, like displaced fans that are, you know, Lions fans waiting in Kansas city to buy those tickets to see Lions chiefs. It's Cowboys fans waiting to see whoever they play um, where, where they think. And it's, it, and listen, Yes, the NFL blows everything out of proportion. Yes, you're going to get bombarded by week-by-week predictions and strength of schedule articles, but let people enjoy things. I think that's that's the main takeaway I have. Let people – I I'm not a big superhero guy, but you guys can go watch Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy or whatever you want to watch. That's okay. I'm not – I don't hate Succession, just not for me. Enjoy it, RJ. Don't, don't call me a hater. 
I allow um, you to enjoy what you enjoy. Allow me to enjoy what I enjoy, even if it is almost nothing. That was a really sweet point and good way to end it. I think you deserved the MFW MVP today. Um, my only thing, if I'm offering a statement to close, um, I've said before, I kind of hate when people state obvious things as like original thoughts. So like what I don't need to see on Thursday, presuming the schedule does come out, is the like, man, I tell you, the NFL can make an event out of anything. We know. <laughs> Like, you know, like we, we don't need this, Fresh like, presented, yeah, like we don't need this presented like it's an original thought. Um, so, okay, Jeremy, let's close with you telling us um, three flavors of ice cream that you enjoy. Moose tracks, number one, mint chocolate chip, number two, number three, anything with like a cheesecake batter in it. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture, and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.